Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. And I want to, I'm going to read this story from the Bible this morning of the first miracle after the resurrection of Jesus. The first one that we, the first healing miracle. And uh, this was, um, you know, Acts chapter 3. I love this story. Of course, it's... Um, Features Peter and John. You know, Peter and John were both, they were both fishermen, right? That's what they did for a living before they were called into the ministry. And um, they continued their fishing expedition, their fishing ways after, um, after the resurrection. But I, you know, I just want to say we live in, in the end of time. We live at the, at the edge of the next age, the age of the kingdom when Jesus returns. And uh, the, 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 the culture is, is, is gone. I can't, I, what's the right word? Berserk. Our culture's gone berserk. They've gone godless. To be godly is, you know, they try to equate being godly as being a hater, you know, and I don't even, I don't understand the equation, but... Um, in this in this atmosphere, you know the the things that we've begun to sing, the things that shocked us in the last two years with the with the pandemic, you know, coronavirus is like a a preschool sickness compared to what could happen. Read your Bible, read the Book of Revelation. So the the point is, we better know what we believe. We better get a hold of the Word of God. All of us, start with me. We better know what the Bible says about healing. We better believe in healing. We better practice healing. Jesus told us, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's something you should, in this, in this atmosphere, instead of engaging with the art, scientific or philosophical arguments about how to deal with the pandemic, bring the Word on the scene. Start praying for people. If somebody's sick or afraid, put your hands on them. Can I pray for you right now? Let me pray for you. Get bold in the name of Jesus. So I'm going, to, I'm going to read this simple story. And then we're going to take communion this morning. But Acts chapter 3, it says, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And they were going to pray like they did. This was their habit. They were going to the temple to pray. And a man who had been a- unable to walk from his birth was being carried along. This was his life. This guy had never walked. He was born crippled. And he was, he'd been there for many, many, many years. He was an adult. And um, everybody in town knew him. Saw, they saw him every day. And he was being carried along. And when they, they, they used to set him down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. Everyone say Beautiful. Now, who is the gate to the temple? Jesus, right? So this, this, we don't know which gate this was, except it's the gate called beautiful. To me, this is talking about Jesus. Jesus is beautiful. He's altogether lovely. And this, he is the, he is the way in to the holiest of all. He's the way that we would receive our salvation, our life, our wholeness, our healing. So this guy was sitting there. There's a reason why Luke wrote down he was sitting by the gate called Beautiful. I hope you're sitting by the gate called Beautiful this morning. In order for him to beg for charitable gifts from those entering the temple grounds. 
And when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple grounds, he began asking to receive a charitable gift. But Peter, along with John, looked at him intently and said, look at us. And he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, I do not have silver and gold, but what I do have. Everyone say what I do have. What I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene walk. And grasping him by the right hand, he raised him up and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. Thank you, Jesus. His feet and his ankles were strengthened. I'm receiving that right now in my foot and my ankle. My foot and my ankle are being strengthened as I'm standing here in his anointing. His feet and his ankles were strengthened. And um, uh, let's see, I lost myself. Okay, and, he, and leaping up, he stood and he began to walk. Remember, he had been lame. How long had he been lame? From his birth. He, he, he leaped up and he began to walk and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. I want you to say that with me, walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God. That's how I want you to be today, walking and leaping and praising God. Before you leave this service, walking and leaping and praising God. Praise is something you do out loud. When, when was the last time you leapt for joy? I'm talking about supernatural joy. Walking and leaping and praising God. We used to sing that in our school. Walking and leaping and praising. It was a song we used to sing. It's in our Bible school. Walking and leaping and praising God. I love that. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Everyone's seen this guy cripple all their life. Now they see him walking and praising God. You know, the Lord, the Lord loves times like this. He loves times like this because he will not let it go past. He will raise up a standard. I would be shocked. I would be absolutely shocked if there's not a major healing awakening in the United States of America connected to this pandemic. I would be shocked if it doesn't happen. He has to do it. He has to do it, not here and there, but a a wave of supernatural, unexplainable healing in the name of Jesus. That's right. I believe that. And so he he goes on. He says, um, and the people saw him walking and praising God and they recognized him. They recognized him as being the very one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg for charitable gifts. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him while he was still clinging to Peter and John. He was clinging. I love this story. This is something else. He was clinging to Peter and John and all the people ran together to them at the portico named Solomon's. This is where Jesus used to teach Solomon's porch in the temple. They were clinging to this guy. He was, they were clinging to, to Peter and John. But when Peter saw this, he replied to the people. So here we go. The fisherman stands up to preach. Men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Or why are you staring at us as though by our own power or godliness we made him walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. 
the one whom you handed over and disowned in the presence of Pilate. When he decided to release him, but you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. Peter wasn't going to let him off the hook, was he? He says, you asked for you, you, you demanded his crucifixion and you asked for a murder to be given to you. But, but to the, but to the, he says, but you, uh, but, but to, to the death to the prince of life, whom God, whom God raised from the dead, whom God raised from the dead. A fact to which we are witnesses. Now listen to this. Acts 3.16. Everyone knows John 3.16. You need to remember Acts 3.16. Everyone say Acts 3.16. And on the basis of faith in his name. It is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man. Whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. Now I want us just to, I want us just to chew on a couple of nuggets that we see in this passage. This man was healed by the name of Jesus. Everyone say the name of Jesus. Now what does that mean to be healed in the name of Jesus? When you speak about the name, you're speaking about someone's authority and someone's glory. Their, their authority and their glory, the glory and the authority in the name of Jesus. Now, Jesus spoke about this just a few days before, just before he was ascended, before he ascended into heaven. He was there talking to his disciples, his crucified body, nail prints in his hands, a hole in his side, nail prints in his feet, his head ripped by the crown of thorns. But there he was in his glorified body. And he said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. You know, I I wondered about that verse for many, many years. You know, I thought, well, Lord Jesus, you've had authority from before creation. How could you be given authority? And the Lord said he was given authority for the first time as a man representing man. After he was crucified and raised from the dead. He purchased us with his blood. He was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. And authority over sickness, disease, and death was given to mankind through the name of Jesus. That's what happens. And that's what Peter was saying. This man who you see standing here whole today, it's not because of our piety or our righteousness, but it's because God did this to honor the name of His Son, Jesus. And this man has been healed today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you to say within the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My body is made whole. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. My body is healed. My mind is healed. My spirit is made whole. I am completely whole in the name of Jesus. So he was healed in the name of Jesus. Now, a couple of other things that we can notice in this passage. I love this. This guy was looking, he looked at Peter and John and and Jesus told him, I said, he said, no, take a a better look. Fix your eyes on us. Look at us. That's what he told this guy. And he said to him, we, I don't, we don't have any 
finances we can give you right now. Silver and gold have I none. You know, we, we see people, you know, they're, they're, there's people that, that park themselves all over the city of New Orleans asking for alms. There's a guy that's at the same place every day. When I drive by, he's there every day. Everybody knows this guy. That's how this guy was. And, 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 and Peter looked at this guy and he said, I don't have anything to give you. I don't have any money to give you, but I have something to give you. I have something to give you. He had something that was just as real as if he had gold and silver in his pockets. He had substance. He had something on him that he had received just a few days earlier when they were gathered together in one accord in the upper room worshiping Jesus and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the sound of a rushing mighty wind. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Tongues of fire came on their heads and something was given as a deposit. An anointing came upon the church. That anointing is here in this place. That anointing is on many of you who've been baptized and immersed in the Holy Spirit. You've learned to drink in the Holy Spirit. You've learned the value of the anointing. You know, it's not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit that things take place. It's the anointing. It's the power of God. Paul went so far as to say this. He said, the same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, the dead body of Jesus, was quickened, was made alive by the Holy Spirit. He says, if that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in your mortal body, does the Holy Spirit dwell in your body? Do you believe it? Do this. The Holy Spirit... Is in my body. The Holy Spirit is in my body. The Holy Spirit is in my body. He's making my body alive. If the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in your mortal body. He wasn't talking about your resurrected body or even your dead body in the grave. He was talking about this body right now, this mortal body. If the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in my mortal body. So we have healing that we can give. We can lay hands on people. But we have healing that's resident inside of us. Resurrection power is in us. Resurrection life is in us. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, Peter, in this same passage, he began to preach. You know, we know that if you read the rest of chapter 3 and chapter 4, it says that 5,000 people were added to the church at this miracle. Amazing. Amazing. They had all seen it, and now they saw the, they saw the results. This was, it was just building on the, the thing that had just happened a few days earlier on the day of Pentecost when 3,000 Jews were, were, were born again. It was, this was the beginning of the church. The church was being established. Think about it. The church was being established by an outpouring where people began to speak with other tongues and tongues of fire was on their head. And then it began to be expanded by the healing power in public demonstration. Peter took the opportunity to preach the crucifixion. 
at this, at this juncture. He said, this guy was healed. This guy was healed by the name of Jesus. Jesus was crucified. We, we can turn to 1 Peter 2.24. And, and Peter quoted the famous prophecy out of Isaiah. And he said, by his stripes, by his wounds, we were healed. He himself bore our sicknesses. He himself bore our diseases. He bore your pain and your suffering. He bore it all in his body on the cross. Jesus bore cancer in his body on the cross. Jesus bore COVID in his body on the cross. Jesus bore chicken pox in his body on the cross. Jesus bore appendicitis in his body on the cross. He was ravaged with our diseases in our place as he bore our sickness and he bore our sin. And by his wounds, we are healed. He was dying for humanity. He was dying for suffering humanity. It's by faith in his name. It's by faith in his name. By faith in his name, he bore my sickness. Do you remember the first day that the light turned on and you realized it was your sin that he bore at Calvary? He bore your sickness in the same way. It's a double cure. He bore my sicknesses. He bore my diseases. He bore my suffering. He bore my shame. Read your Bible. It's as clear in there as it can possibly be. Let me, let me read a verse to you. Then we'll, um, get ready to serve communion here. This is out of Isaiah 53. It says, however, it was our sicknesses that he himself bore. Verse four. However, it was our sicknesses that he himself bore. And our pains that he carried. It was my sicknesses that he bore. And my pains that he carried. Yet we ourselves assumed that he had been afflicted, struck and down by God and humiliated. But he was pierced for our offenses. He was crushed for our wrongdoings. The punishment for our well-being was laid upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. I want you to say it with me. By his wounds I am healed. Say it again. By his wounds I am healed. Now we're preparing our hearts right now. We're turning toward the communion, the body and his blood. You know, Paris and I have started taking communion every day, recently again. It's the blood that protects us. No weapon formed against us will prosper. No plague shall come near our dwelling. We have to believe the Bible at the end of the day. And this is what it says about healing. And forgiveness, you know, healing and forgiveness are connected all throughout the Bible. Remember the, the, the man, the paralytic that Jesus looked at before he told him he was healed. He said, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Everyone say, my sins are forgiven. So here it says in um, Psalm 103, bless the Lord, my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits who pardons all of your guilt. And who heals all of your diseases. Who pardons all of my guilt and heals all of my diseases. He pardons all my guilt and he heals all my diseases. Say it with me. He pardons all my guilt. He heals all my diseases. It's the Bible. And here's James. James, what he said about it. He said, um, now, you know, this James... 
This James is not James the brother of John. This is James the half-brother of Jesus. Read your Bibles. He wrote, he was the, he actually, he became the head pastor and, and, and as Peter began to travel, he became the head, the half-brother of Jesus became the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. That's, read your Bibles. It's all over the book of Acts. James. He was the half-brother and he had the same mama, but a different daddy. Is anyone among you sick? Then you must call for the elders of the church, or the pastors of the church. And they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Now listen, this is, this is where communion comes in. If he's committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another, so that you might be healed. There's healing connected to forgiveness. Many times, many times we carry stuff in our bodies when there's sin in our life or or even unforgiveness in our life where we're refusing to forgive people that have wronged us. Forgive one another. Confess your faults to one another. Confess your sins to the Lord. He'll forgive you and He says that your, your body will be healed. In Jesus' name. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.